Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, America. I trust you are having a fantastic day, and I trust and hope that you're making it a fantastic week, enough weeks put together. You have some months, and those months equal years, because it's truly and ultimately up to you to do so. Boy, oh boy, it stars and stripes the 4th of July just passing here on this wonderful Tuesday. And uh, the 4th, interesting, as the 4th fell on a Sunday this year. So you had a lot of folks taking off Monday, a lot of folks uh, cheating and taking off on Friday. And, you know, it's always funny because, you know, we tend to get into some routines and some grooves of, of what we think holidays are about. And I'd like to ask you right now, is, is, is think inside of yourself, what to you is the 4th of July about? I mean, uh, is it is it getting together with family? Is it uh, golfing? Is it maybe uh, getting away uh, up in the up in the cabin in your woods? Or is it, if you're in the cabin in the woods, is it getting out into the city? What is the 4th of July uh, to you? What does it mean? And I like to reflect a little bit and, and, and say, boy, this fourth has been interesting. What I mean interesting is that a very good friend uh, of the family, and, uh, and he's a good friend too, son, uh, is in the military. And if, if we're thinking about the fourth, we've got to go back in time, right? The Declaration of Independence. I mean, the day that, that a group of guys got together and, and signed and filled out, man, what they believed to be freedom, right? Uh, what they believed all men were supposed to have. And, of course, uh, to kind of get your memory going back on it, remember it talked about, you know, we hold these truths to be self-evident that men are created equal and they're endowed by their creator, and, and it goes on to right, secure these rights. And we move down to, you know, things of uh, all of us are, are, all of us, meaning Americans, right? All of us as human beings have these inalienable rights. And so you go back to the 4th of July, and say, man, they were committed. And so today I'm going to talk a little bit about commitment and what are you willing to do for your faith, your convictions. What are you truly committed to? Our forefathers were committed to independence. And that's why today, thank goodness, in America, we still celebrate the 4th of July. And we still celebrate the independence. Now, there is some debate why we want to get away from or separate or have our independence from England, right? Some uh, historians have reported that it's primarily this this notion of taxation, right, without representation, for lack of a better word. Some say it was to get away from the monetary system in which uh, England had control over and the ability for 
for a group of individuals to to be a sovereign government, print their own money essentially, and get lines of credit and, and go out and do various things. Uh, others said it was to maybe secure some trade routes. But nevertheless, nevertheless, we broke away and now we're independent. We are these United States, United States of America, and I really hope that you had a great 4th of July. But back to the question on the table. What does the 4th mean to you? I mean, did you take time to reflect just a little bit about what our forefathers went through? Of course, now, when they signed that Declaration of Independence, they were pledging their lives, their liberties. I mean, if, if we don't win this revolutionary war, if we don't win the war, they're dead. Does that mean anything to you? What have you, over the last month, year, or years, signed your name to that if you did not deliver, potentially you would die? Wow, that's a big one. Isn't it? When you think about it, that's big. Well, oftentimes historians also, too, and Americans, we do look back to our forefathers. We look to the founding fathers uh, of the independence. And in by doing so, looking into the past, a lot of times, we forget the present. You know, right now, we have troops, military forces, men and women, young and old, fighting for the very liberties that we're taking for granted. Now, again, I say taking for granted, but I'll, I'll, I'll come back to you and say, what are you committed to? And what does the 4th of July mean to you? And so I'd encourage you to, to not just go all the way back to 1776, not go back to the early 1800s. Just go back to last week or even today. And remember that we have men and women fighting for our liberties this very moment in time. Now, uh, what was very clear to me this year was, as I mentioned, I had a, a friend of the family, and then he's in the military. Uh, we had a celebration. Uh, he went into the Marines. We're excited about that. And he went over and did his training, got into a K-9 unit, and that was pretty much it. My life goes on. He's serving in the military in Afghanistan. And lo and behold, what would happen? Yep, you got it. Uh, firefight, some 10 hours long. He with four other buddies are, are pinned down and they are just going after it. Bombs exploding. And unfortunately, uh, as this would be told and lived out, uh, two of his buddies essentially are really dilapidated, other buddy is severely wounded, and of course our very good friend is also wounded uh, pretty bad in the neck shot, uh, in the shoulder shot, very intense. And this is just about a few weeks ago, and you say, well, I should say a month ago. 
And here, for the 4th of July, where you were thinking about Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Jefferson, Hancock. And here's a 20-year-old, 21-year-old, out there laying his life down so that we can actually have a hot dog. Or maybe you had a bratwurst. So that you can actually take a day off of laboring and working and hanging out with your family and your loved ones. And they are slopping around in the mud. And they are humping hills. And they are diving into caves. And they are surrounded by sandbags. And I just want to encourage you to, to think about them. And think about what our military is going through. Hey, now by the way, you know, I know some of you are going to get into this whole thing. Wow, you know, we shouldn't be over there. We shouldn't be fighting and we shouldn't be doing this. Hey, we are. I mean, deal with it. That's what we're doing. And if you don't like it, then be a political activist. Get involved. Go lobby and go share your views, not, not on the porch, not on your deck, not in the shadows, but get out in front. If you think we're doing the wrong thing with our military, then get out there and be vocal. That's exactly why we broke from England and had our independence, so that you could have that very freedom to speak your mind. But don't do it in shadows. Don't be cowardly about it. The fact is we are fighting over that. Those guys are doing their patriotic duty. And the one thing we definitely owe them is honor, respect, and gratefulness that they're willing and able to go defend this country and do what our government asks of them. Wow, it's not right to be fighting and, you know, we can't do Hey, all we have to do is open up the old book. I mean, there were, there were a lot of wars. I mean, open up the Old Testament. I mean, King Solomon and David and all the Hey, there were some pretty wicked fights going on. Take a second and just read that. Well, yeah, it was different then. Really? Really? I mean, what were they taking over? Should we go back to the Spanish Inquisition? Should we go back to the Protestant Wars? I mean, hello. So don't go religious on me. You know, there's been enough religious wars. I'm not talking about jihad and all this. Stuff. I mean, there's been some serious, right? You will be a Christian. I mean, Catholicism, our Spanish Inquisition that I just talked about. So don't go religious talking about wars bad in that respect. I know, and let's go back to the 70s and put, put our hands up, or late 60s, and, you know, peace, 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 because we went into this war and we didn't win it. Yeah, we don't win them all. But our guys deserve, and women, deserve respect, honor, support. So this 4th of July was interesting because very close to me, someone I know, uh, very, very, very much in harm's way, and in fact did get harm done to him. That's tough. That's very tough. But I'm grateful. Are you grateful? I encourage you now, if you're not grateful for something, find something to be grateful for. Be happy with what you have. Be happy with it. While pursuing those other things that you may want in life. That's possible and it's doable. I encourage you to do that and have 
some conviction, have some commitment. Again, our forefathers and our current young men and women today are risk, risking and have risked their very lives. Thank goodness there they did and they are today doing that so that you and I today don't have to do that. I think that could be a good start on being grateful. That would be a good place to begin. You know what? That is pretty cool. These guys are willing to go out there and do that for us. Are you grateful for your significant other? Are you grateful for your employer? Are you grateful for your family? spouse, your children, your extended family, aunts and uncles and cousins. And yes, the 4th of July is about bringing that family unit back together. Yes. And celebrating. Yes, that we are free. Yes, we can go after our dreams. Yes, we can get up early if we need to and work late if we have to. The celebration that, yes, your legacy of your family is intact. Yes, it is a time of rejoicing. It's a time of remembrance, past and present. It's a time of embracement. It's a time to say thank you. Of course, we have some potato salad and some chicken and some barbecued ribs and whatever else you may do. Some deviled eggs. My mom used to make the best of deviled eggs, I tell you. I haven't, I haven't had a deviled egg, though, really since her passing several years ago. And she did make the best deviled eggs, I mean to tell you. And again... That there's an opportunity to see you you set in those family traditions and and even even as I talk today about these double days, I'm thinking and, and seeing my mother as she would make them and, and enjoy them uh, and we enjoyed them together. The Fourth of July, yeah, it's a tough one. That is a tough one. That's a tough one. A lot of people have died so that we could be here today. That's amazing, isn't it? When you put it in perspective, when you put it in perspective, so we have to thank John Hancock. Absolutely, there was a Bartlett and a Whipple and a Thornton. Those guys were over in New Hampshire, in Massachusetts. I mean. God loves Samuel Adams, John Adams, right? Which uh, look at what we hear much about El Elbridge Jerry. Oh man, from the little state of Rhode Island, or Hopkins and and Ellery, Roger Sherman, Huntington Williams, and. Oliver Wolcott, he was a feisty old bugger. New York pinned William Floyd, Philip Livingston, Francis Lewis, Lewis Morris, of course. 
course, New Jersey. You probably remember John Witherspoon and Richard Stockton. Uh, many forget Francis Hopkins, John Hart, and Abraham Clark. Can you believe all these guys? Absolutely were on. Signed, Declaration of Independence. Not just Thomas Jefferson and a lot of other folks. Today, I say George Walton, you have no idea, yet he pledged everything he had. Over in Georgia. William Hooper and Joseph in North Carolina. Take time to be grateful. Take time to think, reflect. It is absolutely important. It's imperative that you do that. Just I believe so. What would be today if they did not have such, such conviction? Adam's probably had a best one. He was writing to his wife Abigail, and he talked a little bit about the fact that it was coming up pretty close to the Fourth of July, and it was around July second or so. It's going to be the most memorable and epic day in history. John Adams did say, I'm apt to believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as a great anniversary and, in fact, even a festival. It ought to be commemorated as the Day of Deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. It ought to be solemnized with pomp and parade, with shows and games, sports and guns, bells, Bonfires from one end of the continent to the other. From this forward, forevermore. Wow, are you kidding me? That's pretty. That's pretty impressive. That's called having a vision. And he said that on July, and it was only out by just a couple of days. And from that onset. There you go, baby. Fourth of July. It's now been here. Historians love to debate whether, you know, it happened on the fourth or not. That being you know, when, when our folks signed it. I mean, did did Congress actually sign the Declaration of Independence on July fourth? Well I mean, Thomas Jefferson, Adam and Franklin all later wrote, and I think we'd have to, I mean, since they really appreciate what they write, how they write it. They all wrote. They had signed it on that day. I mean, they, they wrote it. I mean, some historians, they come back and say, well, you know, it was really signed about a month after, uh, after it was adopted, around August 2nd. Not really the fourth. 
but I'll tell you, remarkably, uh, very coincidental, that both Adams and Jefferson, the only signers of the Declaration of Independence, also, also, were presidents of the these United States. He died July 4th in 1826. Again, seemingly random, two, two of our guys that signed the declaration, both were presidents, that the same day, July 4th. Check this one out. On the 50th anniversary. <laughs> wow. If that's not eerily... I'll tell you what, I was downright scary. I don't know. Well, I tell you. Mm-mm-mm. Well, I'm sure glad they did what they did. I'm sure happy they did what they did. Don't you think? What are you happy for? Did you find yourself at the Macy's Day fireworks display in New York? Looking at the East River there and just watching the fireworks glisten off. The question is, what were you thinking about? What were you thinking about? <coughs> Heavens. <coughs> Excuse me there. Didn't put those out. Did you have an eighth inside, Doc? <coughs> my allergies, team. My allergies, my allergies. Or did you listen to the Boston Pops Orchestra? <coughs> it's over in the Charles River, over in the Esplanade. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Wherever you were, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you reflected. And I hope you really soaked it in, because if you don't, who will? If you don't, who will? <coughs> What service been of a thing today? Who have you said? <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you for putting your life on the line for us. Who? And if you don't have a name, go find him. Go find that person and say thank you to him. Look you out to him. <coughs> thank you for bearing with my my sneezing fit here. Because I'm in fact reflecting. Our very, very political philosophy. A few today could even recite and be familiar with it. The philosophy at that time wasn't new. I mean, the 
of, of, of this whole individual liberty, it was already expressed by John Locke. It, and he, he nailed it. He was one of the continental philosophers out there. But what Jefferson did that was so, I'll use the word spectacular, what he had the ability to do, and what he did was to summarize Locke's philosophy in what would be termed as self-evident truths. And then he systematically listed those grievances against the king in order to justify the world And breaking these ties. That's huge. Huge, huge, huge. Huge, huge, huge. So big thank you uh, to those servicemen that are laying their lives out there for us each and every day. Those that are doing it right now as we are speaking. Some in harm's way. Some are being injured and some actually given the ultimate price. And that is their very life for the country that they believe so much in. Thank you to these United States for being grounded, diverse, fluid, not rigid, understanding, and demonstrating what our forefathers would have certainly gave praise to. Say thank you to someone today. In our armed services, do me a favor, Google, look up, study some of these famous forefathers and understand what the 4th of July is really about. If you're a father, if you're a mother, Talk to your children about the 4th of July. Ask them what they think it's about. Because that is our future. And if you do not teach and share and show them what happened in the past, why that happened in the past, and why it's relevant today, then who will they get that knowledge from? We do know that history can, in fact, rewrite itself. Remember, as a parent, you haven't abdicated leadership and parenting to school system. I pray you've not done that. And if you've done that, I, I don't know who told you to do that. You are to teach your children and teach them what our founding fathers would have wanted you to teach them, what their liberties are, what the liberties of these United States are, and why they should be grateful to live in America and why we say God bless America there's a reason we say that there's a reason we say I pledge allegiance to the flag let us not forget how we got here lest that be the very demise that takes us down 
I trust, I hope, again, you make it a fantastic week, a fantastic month. We string enough of them together. You are going to have one fabulous, fabulous life. Because remember, it is ultimately up to you. And as John Adams said it, I am well aware of the toil and the blood and the treasure it will cost us to maintain this declaration and support and defend these states. Yet through all of the gloom, I see the rays of ravishing light and glory. I can see that is worth all the means. Let me say it again. He said, I can see that the end is worth all the means. This, this 4th of July, this day of celebration is our day of deliverance. Make it a great day. It's truly up for you. This is Crouch Man. It's been a pleasure. <laughs>